NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll, and let's do it. The Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's Duff McKagan calling you from uh, South Africa. Um, with Sue here, we're in the uh, African suite at the, uh, the lot, palace of the Lost City. I, I don't even really know what's going on here, but we went and saw a bunch of animals today. It's amazing. Elephants, we saw everything. Uh, but I got back to the hotel the other night after the gig, and... Uh, some of the people took the elevator up to the rooms. I took the stairs. Ultimately, I guess it was just way differently. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not sure I really understood that one. Someone might have to explain that one to me. <laughs> but hey, uh, A for effort to Duff, who's calling all the way from South Africa uh, there with Guns N' Roses in Johannesburg, obviously with his wife, Susan, as you heard. Thanks, as always, to Duff for taking time, no matter where he is in the world or what he's doing, to give us a laugh, um, a confusing joke. <laughs> I don't know. Help me out with this one. Explain it to me, please. Uh, and thanks also to Nikki Novak from Fandango for coming back on Talk is Jericho to give us a preview of all the movies hitting theaters this holiday season. She's got the goods. She knows what he's talking about. I think she's always a little bit uh, confused by my movie reviews where I don't know anything about any movie, uh, the exact opposite of most of the interviews that she does because she is a movie expert working for Fandango. She watches everything. She does a great job. Um, She's going to help you decide what to see and what to skip this Christmas season. We're covering everything from Aquaman to Mary Poppins Returns, the new Will Ferrell, John C. Riley comedy, Holmes and Watson. She's also in the know about some of the smaller indie movies that are already generating Oscar buzz, as they always do. And of course, she's got some real funny stories to go along with her reviews from her campaign to be in the last ever Sharknado movie to trying to meet her hero, Bono, from U2. So let's get to it. The amazing Nikki Novak right now, right here on Talk is Jericho. I love this. You prepare. You prepare. Happened. You came with a book of notes. No, I know, but I had, I've known it. Look, CJ. <laughs> no notes. That's what I got, CJ. What's the other notes? This oh, is you- all for all these shows. Every t- day I do a different show. I'm like, they want oh. different lists and yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it's my manif- it's the manifesto of a serial killer. <laughs> it's a nice book with flowers on it too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm here with, uh, oh, there's oh, flowery skulls. Okay. Yeah. Dia las muertes or whatever it is. Uh, Nikki Novak is back for another uh, fine preview. Did we do Christmas movies last we time? We did Christmas movies last time. Oh, and I'm, okay. this is what a 
like i was i actually found it online and started listening to it on the oh, way over you? here because i was like i don't even remember i want to make sure i what don't repeat did? my same yeah. stories <laughs> well it's funny because you're such a pro and obviously you work with fandango and you're a young hollywood and you're on the today show so you're like you know do we need to, like, do you want to watch any of these movies or like i haven't seen some of these movies whereas my version of a, of a, of a preview a christmas movie preview is just throw the title out and then we'll just discuss it so oh, yeah, that's what I us. love about it is right. that I never know what you've seen because typically, no, depending on what show you're going on, you kind of know what they want. Like there's certain shows they want me to really get into film and then certain things it's just like basic. But like with you, I never know what you're going to throw at me, which is why I love talking to you <laughs> so about it works. film. It's like a day off for you because you don't have to worry about it. Right? Like no one's going to go, hey, that's not what happened in the movie. Like I don't never even know. You might know what half these movies are even about, which is why we're here to talk about it. So I want to ask you first, since I've seen you since I've like we, the last time we talked about film. Yeah. Is there anything that you saw that stood out? Like we went through like this has been a whole year. There was like summer blockbusters, like Oscars, the whole thing. Has there was. There, have you gone? Have you been going to the movies? The last, it's, it's weird. The, the, I mean, I always go to the Star Wars ones solo. Yeah. I went to. Did you like it? I thought it was pretty good. I think the problem with it for me and why it didn't do well is 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 we didn't know who Solo was. He, he was like kind of an unknown actor and maybe he's known, but I didn't know him. Right. I, I thought it was going to be like a Chris Pratt type of guy. Yeah. So when you see it. It didn't have that bite that it would if it had somebody that was a little bit a bit bigger name, I think. Um, as a movie, I thought it stood alone pretty good. And I love Han Solo, but obviously it didn't do great, right? Yeah. And I think that might have been one of the reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because like, it still did when we look at like what it did over the course of the year and worldwide. It's still one of the top, I think, five movies of the year. Right. So it still did well, but not anything compared to like typical Star Wars And maybe numbers. not what it was budgeted for on... on you sure, know, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've done so well in their whole lineup in the grand scheme of things that they could afford to have a sure. miss. But now it's made them rethink things and well, change I think, things. I think they got a little bit carried away because they put out Star Wars 9 in December. Yeah. And then Solo came out in May. I always thought Solo should have come out in December. In December. Yeah. One a year is good. It's fun having yes. that to look forward yes. to, and right? And putting it out in May yeah. six months after the last one, right. which got a lot of heat on it to begin with. I thought they were like, okay, we can go do it tw tw twice a year. Yeah. Just like Marvel you know, I think movies. they thought, yeah, like big summer release, yeah. you know, holiday release. And I, I agree with you. I think the thing with him is like you think about like a Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's a movie star. Right. So he has that larger than life presence, even when he's promoting the film where Alden is like he's a great actor. And I actually thought he was really quirky and charming in the role. I think he maybe doesn't have that larger than life persona. Yeah, and, yes, and didn't have the star power. And let's be honest, yeah. in this day and age, it's all about the star power, right? So um, curious to see what they do next. But another one that I really liked that I saw was A Quiet Place. You did like yeah. A Quiet Place. did you? And you obviously saw it in the theater. Yes. Yeah. Those type of movies, like I'll, I'm more apt to go see horror movies in the theater than the big budget blockbusters. I'm not a big budget blockbuster guy. I don't like comic book movies. Because they're all the same. Yeah, guy. I remember that about you, and it yeah. surprised me. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's the same. Because <laughs> you could play a superhero. Well, That's if why I was I'm playing like... it, then I would. <laughs> right. They would ever call you'd me. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, to me, it's like there's always an alien invasion or something that's going to yeah. threaten the Earth, and then 
superhero X comes and saves the day, but maybe he dies first for a bit, or maybe his girlfriend dies, right. or maybe his little buddy dies, and it's just. And at the end, you watch the credits, and there's a little thing afterwards, some whimsical thing to lead you to the next movie. And it's just so stock and cliched for me at this point. Yeah. Did you, you know? see Avengers: Infinity War or Black Panther? I did see. I yeah. did see Infinity War. I did not see Black Panther, but I do want to. Yeah. Because that seems like I like kind of the low level guys. That become big, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I never heard of that before. Right. And so I was excited about that one. Well, I love Michael B. Jordan, who played Killmonger in that. Yeah. He, he played the villain. He was great. And he, you know, he's in Creed 2 coming out, which we'll talk about. But yeah, he's he's like, he's a cool actor because I think early on, I remember interviewing him for like movies that were just small movies. He didn't what movie really, was it? Um, or what, what guy are you talking about? Um, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. So he okay. plays the lead in Creed. Gotcha. With Sylvester Stallone. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the main villain in Black Panther. He played Killmonger. Okay. And people said he stole the movie, kind of thing, from Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther. Because he's just, he's that larger than life person. Yeah. But I just was saying, I remember interviewing him. Like, and he used to come in to, when I used to work at Young Hollywood, he used to come in and have all these, like, kind of teeny bopper type movies he was promoting. And then, all of a sudden he made this shift and he's now like, but he's still the same dude. Like when I see him, he's still the same guy, which I love that. That right. he hasn't changed yet. But that's cool. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a whole cool generation that you talk about solo with like Donald Glover was awesome yeah. playing Lionel Calrissian. But yeah, but it's, it's one of those things when people say, what movies have you seen? I always forget. I, yeah. like, I can't think. Cause sure. here's what I do too. Like I go on the plane, I'll fly to like Japan or something and I'll see this whole list of new movies. But like, I was like, maybe I'll watch black Panther or I'll just watch The Wedding Singer for the 800th time. Oh my gosh, I do that too. You know what I mean, right? I have this weird thing. I do the same thing. I mean, most of the time I get on planes and I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it, yeah, seen yeah, it. Because yeah, I have yeah. to see movies for a living. Right. So I'm like, please just have something that I haven't seen. Yeah. But then if they do, I end up watching the same, the same stuff. Ones. Like I have these certain ones, like Lost in Translation. Great. I watch on. Pl I have to watch on a plane. And then... Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. But if you haven't seen, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? That one's on my list. I heard that's one of the best movies. One of the best action movies. It's. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Like, it's just that, it's just that good. And because he's doing every single frame of every single that stunt. That blows me away that the studio allows Tom Cruise to do all of his own stunts. Well, I think he kind of... I, who knows what the deal is in the insurance policy, but I feel like he's just that guy that once it didn't start out that way. Like it started out, he did a couple stunts and then more and more and more. And then he got so addicted to it. And then he, cause he's a producer on it. You know, it's sure. Tom Cruise. He can probably tell them, well, I'm not going to do it unless I do all my own but stuff. But that's the thing too. Though. Like you, you're getting to this, like, you know, Jackie Chan type thing where I don't know how old Tom Cruise is. 50, 56, I think. I yeah. mean, how much stunts can you do? Not that it matters age wise, but you're jumping across, you know, a chasm and you really? land and your 26 year old ankles <laughs> can take it. Maybe your 20, 56 year olds well, yeah. can't. He got hurt on this one. Right. Yeah. You know, I still remember back when Brad Pitt was doing Troy and he tore his Achilles tendon, which was so right. ironic because he was playing who? Right. Achilles. But they had to shut that whole thing down for like eight months. Yeah. That costs everybody money, right? Yeah. But the fact that he's still able to do it. He's still doing it. And now he's doing the sequel for Top Gun, which I can't wait. And wow. they pushed the release date back a year, which I'm They've been doing about. that too, though. There's like a new Rambo I think they're making. Yes, they are. They're doing another Terminator uh -huh. with Linda Hamilton. Yep. The the one that I'm really excited about coming out, uh, you'll have already seen it by the time this airs, is, is Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, Halloween. It's Halloween. Again. It's Halloween. 
That's just Halloween. I think it is. You can't call them both Halloween. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank now. I think it is. Halloween with Jamie Curtis. Is it Halloween? No, it because there's been like 12 of Halloween them. Halloween again. But this one is the, this one comes, it's supposed to be the sequel right to the first. Right after the first yeah. one. Yeah, well, get... many years after. Sure, sure. Like, but it's a continuation where not all of them were. They're saying that all the other ones didn't happen. Right. Is what they're saying. <laughs> Basically. Which, Basically. Yeah, which until Jamie kinda, Lee came back. Yeah. It was like, yeah, the, all the ones that she wasn't in. <laughs> just forget about count. those ones. Yeah. But I mean, so so it seems like they'll, they'll go back to those old franchises. And I know we're going to talk a lot about yeah. franchises that always come out at Christmas time. Yeah. Because those are the proven winners. Yeah. And it's also just exactly what you're saying. When you get on a plane, what do you watch? You watch the tried and true, the right. story you the already franchise know. Franchise ones, yeah. And there's ones that don't work. And there's ones that, you know, you're when you're going to redo something, sometimes it's not going to always work. But, you know. That's right. But I mean, but that's, but like I said, if you're, if you're talking about something like, like Top Gun and to me and this and then we'll get started into the previews in a second but when they did like Dumb and Dumber 2 yeah or Anchorman 2 was yeah. Anchorman 2 no uh no what's the fashion one Zoolander oh 2. Zoolander yeah it's like they waited like 10 years 20 years and I'm like this has to be good if they've waited this long but it, right. they weren't and then it's not necessarily both of them were stinkers and you never and yeah that's the thing you never know why and how and how these things finally come about and why right. makes them take so long and and if I'm Jim Carrey you know and you're Jeff Daniels and we haven't done this sequel for 20 years I want to be Jim this, Carrey okay you can be Jim Carrey I'll be <laughs> Jeff Daniels fine I try to squeak that in there <laughs> but, but it's like why would you agree to this knowing that it's not funny after waiting right. for so long I, I and I don't know the answer. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. Like I think about like Baywatch that didn't really work. Right. The remake of that, and you've got The Rock, you've got yeah. Zac Efron, you've got Priyanka Chopra. You got a great cast. And why didn't it work? And I feel like sometimes there's certain movies that just on paper they might not be. But then you're also counting on oh I'm just going to improvise and you know it's going to yeah. be you know. But but like you said though, I mean. Then you take something like uh, Cobra Kai. It's not a movie, but it's based on Karate Kid. Yeah. That show's awesome. Right. You know, and they didn't touch Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio and, and, and Billy Zafka for 35 years. And now they're doing it. And that's like the right way to do it. Yeah. For some reason it works, you yeah. know? So I think when you get some of these characters and for like a guy like Arnold, maybe maybe any movie he's going to make other than Terminator won't sell. I don't know. Right. You know, well, it's it's very hard. And what we're we're seeing now is it's really hard to start a new franchise and start something new. Right. Really hard. One movie that did well over the summer, The Meg, nobody could believe it. Like it was one of those new things. They put one hundred and fifty million dollars into gosh. it. And we all saw it and went, oh, my gosh, this isn't very good. It's not going to do well. And then it crushed at the box office. Because the concept. It's the concept. concept. It, yeah. It's like certain concepts. So see, I, I want to yeah. see that. But I heard the reviews are terrible on that. I didn't love it. And that was in production for years and i, I love me some shark movies <laughs> i didn't love it i even like sharknado and i was like <laughs> i was in sharknado 3 there you go oh my gosh oh, yeah. you were too yeah. you're my hero and i'm so mad at the director anthony ferrante yeah. because i have met him at comic-con over and over and told him i'm the biggest sharknado fan and i'm unabashed it. about it and i said you have to put me in it and this was the last one supposedly they're not doing another one and he never put me in it i'm so mad at him i'm not even promoting his movies anymore forget it. well what was it? promoting his movies aka sharknado <laughs> No, right. done. I, I just wanted to play a weather girl or something. I mean, come on. You, you, the weather is getting very tornado and it's, and it's, and it's raining out and then a shark eats your head. I Boom, know. Done. And he made me audition over Twitter, by the way. So I oh. would send him scenes, like fake little stuff that he'd be like, no, I want to see real fear. And it was just a fun thing. And I thought for of sure course. he was going to put me in it. And then he never did. Doesn't he know that you were in Dexter, damn Doesn't it? Doesn't he know who I am? Come on. <laughs> Doesn't he know I was like girl number two on like two and a half men? <laughs> 
This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Let's get into this. So uh, coming out right, uh, this might already be out by the time this comes. Yeah, some too, of them. But, yeah, which is fine. This is a whole. We're not uh, reinventing the wheel here. We're just having a chat. We're just uh, having a chat about you know holiday, holiday some are kind of fall area. But holiday yeah. Movies. Um, so this one, Bohemian Rhapsody, talking about a movie that's been in development for a while. It's been in development for 10 years. Right. How did you know that? Because I know a lot. I might not know about the movies themselves, Certain but I keep my ear do. to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a big Queen fan. Um, yeah. And so I know originally uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was attached to playing Freddie Mercury. Yes. That, of course, is Borat. Yeah. Which I thought would be pretty cool because obviously he, he digs deep into his characters. Then he's not in it. He's not doing it. Right. But Rami Malek. Do you know Rami Malek? Yes, from Mr. Robot. From Mr. Robot. Yes. I think a perfect casting choice. It looks, he looks like Freddie. So weird, like much Freddy's like Freddie. Right? There was a moment, I forget what I was looking at, but I looked at a photo with the white tank top, you yeah, know, from Live Aid. From Live Aid, yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, Freddie. And then I realized it was Rami. And I went, oh, my gosh. Like, yes. he really, they really got it down. And I know that uh, the reason why Borat didn't want to do it is because they weren't warts and all with the script. Because I know Queen themselves, Brian May and Roger yes. Taylor, are very much hands-on. So I talked to them. So I, Brian I, Yeah, I talked to May? both of them. Oh, because great. Basically, I haven't seen the whole film yet. Okay. I will have by the time this airs because I'm seeing it this weekend. But they showed us about 30 minutes of the movie because it wasn't finished yet. They showed us 30 minutes of the movie and flew us all to Vegas like rock stars on a private jet. I saw that with uh, with Chris from uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale, your friend. Our friend Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on it too, right? Van Vliet. He'll be so excited that he got a shout out. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, you're his idol. You're his hero and his idol. And yeah, oh, shucks. He, he loves you. Um, so yeah, they flew us all on a private jet. We went there. We, t- we um, I unfortunately couldn't stay, but we were treated to a Queen concert that night. Wow. And now um, Adam Lambert plays, yeah. you know. And he's, he's great. Yeah. He kills it. Um, I had to fly back because I had to shoot something else that night. But I got to interview the cast and I got to talk to the, you know, remaining members of Queen and basically ask them, you know, like, 10 years why did it take 10 years and that and they really wanted to wait for the right time it's the same thing that you're talking about sequels like i think sometimes it's not necessarily that the right script comes along it's just that they be they feel ready mm-hmm. but i asked them because there was one scene where they first meet freddie mercury where one of the two guys i forget which one says to freddie like you basically like why do you have your incisors are so big like you can't be our lead singer like you don't look the part and he what he ended up telling me was that when he met Freddie, and I didn't know this, maybe you know this as a Queen fan, he's like, you don't know how shy he was. Mm. And that he became such a showman. And that's what he was known for is his theatrics. Sure. And maybe it was like, you know, like Beyonce has her alter ego on stage. Yeah. But he said he was so painfully shy that it was hard for him to even sing in front of us the first time he met us. Mm. Like it was just, and I thought that was like sweet, you know, but in the movie, there's a whole scene where he says, your teeth are too big. And then Freddie Mercury says back to him, well, that's why I have an extra octave range because I have too big a mouth. And it was cute. Like it's a really cute scene. Well, there is some truth to that in that Freddie never wanted to get his teeth fixed 
because he thought it might affect his vocals because everything yeah. in your mouth and the ambiance and the way the air comes through and all that sort of stuff, you know, um, that's why he never got them fixed. He always kind of had those buck teeth, weird teeth, and then he grew the mustache yeah. because he didn't want to with his voice. Well, then you wouldn't. And I've heard right. of singers that think of getting nose jobs and I'm like, why would you even mess right. with it? You Forget know? it. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, movie wise, is this one of those movies where... Uh, where, where Rami Malek sings the Queen songs, or do they have Freddie sing it? Uh, he sings a couple of songs. Like, he sings sort of a cappello. Right, right, right. In sort of the earlier parts. Rami or Freddie? Rami, Rami sings. Okay. Yeah. But then when it comes to, like, the big Live Aid performance in that, basically, they went onto the Live Aid stage. Yeah. And they were able to sing. But he was lip syncing yeah, to I, the I, real I, stuff. I don't, I don't like when they have the actors sing. Oh, no. They, and they should I hate that. And I don't know if you saw, but the first trailer just came out for Rocket Man. It's the I saw that. John one. And, you know, he's they're having him sing. Who's the guy's name? Taron Edgerton. I don't like it. But listen, first of all, they cast him perfectly because he is the coolest. He's the guy that's in the Kingsman movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the coolest dude. Probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever interviewed. I agree they shouldn't have him sing. Elton John has an iconic Once in a lifetime voice. Yeah. So I I don't think they should have him singing. I I think they're going to get backlash from that trailer. And they're going to... Probably it was just that scene or maybe a couple scenes. I can't imagine he's singing throughout. That's the equivalent to me of seeing the boom mic in the shot. It takes me out of it. You know, when when the guy's not singing. Right. I want the actual voice <laughs> right. with the guy playing. Or like if you did some football player's true life, like Tom Brady story, you're not going to have some guy go in and like throw a pass. You're yeah, gonna exactly. You're going to show the Brady. clips, right? <laughs> exactly. And then the close up of the guy and yeah. then the long school. Right. But so, th- yeah, so I, I'm really excited about the Freddie Mercury because once again, yeah. one of my favorite uh, vocalists of all time as a singer, as a front man. And I yeah. like, I, I hope they get a little, because Freddie's got some pretty crazy stories. Yeah. Well, um, from the stuff that I saw, and again, I wish, it, like if we had done this podcast a few days later, I could have given you a little more hints about how it turned out. But I think what they did with this movie, you know, there's certain movies about music that are super edgy. I think right. they made this more mainstream so that it would appeal to a wider audience. Even people who don't know Queen are going to find the story charming. And that's okay. Like if you go to, a, a, yeah. a, is it a biopic or a biopic? It's so funny you say that because I think because we're Canadian, I think we say biopic. <laughs> and it. when I first started hosting <laughs> I and talking about film, I said biopic. And they looked at me like the producers looked at me and afterwards they're like, it's biopic. I'm like, it is? And I don't know. I think because we're Canadian, we say biopic. But yeah, yeah it's I, a biopic. A biopic. <laughs> um, as far as biopics goes, like, like I don't mind that they don't show, apparently they don't show him a spoiler they, show, they don't show freddie died that's a spoiler apparently they don't show <laughs> that part of his life you know which is cool they show kind of the whole thing leading up to a certain point and then leading up to a certain from point there. well it's really their early years how they got together right. how the band got formed how they pushed out their first album how much you know blowback they yeah, got yeah. from like the music business saying like you know bohemian rhapsody will never fly and how they have right. the opera in it six minute song yeah, it's really the radio. Cool. and mike myers our fellow canadian oh, yeah. plays the manager and his scenes i saw his scenes and they're freaking he's hilarious. great yeah he's yeah, great so and he kind of disappeared for a while so i'm yeah, glad he that he's back yeah um so after that, you have Creed Two, yeah, which is uh, Stallone milking it, milking the Rocky character again, <laughs> still playing Rocky. But the twist on this is now he's a trainer, now and he's training. training. So did you ever see Creed? I did not see Creed, did, but you know about. Of course, it. I know the whole story. Yeah, about you know it. the story. So Michael B. Jordan, the guy that we, we were just yes. talking about, plays 
you know, Apollo um, Creed's son. Son, right. Adonis. Okay. Creed. And so this one is why the re I'm so excited about this one because my favorite Rocky movie was Rocky Four, which was the one with Drago, the Russian. Wow. Where he, what does he do? Spoiler alert. He kills, kills Creed. Creed. Yeah. So now in this one, they have his son fighting his Son. Drago's son fighting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, that's like that to me appeals to me. Like, yeah, I, I kind of thought that Stallone's last couple Rocky movies I didn't really like because he was just didn't work. But the Creed yeah. I heard was really good. I just didn't get around to seeing it. But that this concept. I love that. Sounds and, very cool. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren is coming back to play. I think he's Drago. he's making an appearance. I don't know how many scenes he'll probably be in one scene. Wow. But the cool thing is Stallone is writing this one. He didn't write the last one. Did he write any other Rockies besides the original? I don't oh, yeah, he, he did. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know how many. I want to say all of them. Really? Okay. He wrote a lot I of thought them. he just wrote yeah. the first one. I could, I could be wrong on that one. But he, he's writing this one. People let us know if we're right or wrong. So go ahead. And the guy who directed the first one is not directing this one. So he's the guy that directed Black Panther, right? Okay. Coogler. So he's producing this one, but he's not directing. But he personally handpicked the director. So it's really interesting because, you know, Stallone never won the Oscar for this. And he was up for it. He was up for it. He won the Golden Globe. You know how it is during award season. Once somebody starts winning... You know, they win the Independent Spirit Awards and they win all that. And then suddenly you're like, okay, they're going to win the Oscar. And then he was they go quote unquote snubbed and they gave it to, um, drawing a blank on his name, but it was for Bridge of Spies. Such a phenomenal actor, but I can't think of his but name. But movie that no one cares about. Well, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when they gave yeah. uh, the best picture to uh, Shakespeare in Love instead of Saving Private Ryan. You know what? I just listened to that from the last podcast. Oh, I that... think you're really upset about that. <laughs> Still bugs me. And by the way, Nikki, <laughs> you are correct. Uh, they uh, Stallone wrote all six Rocky movies. That's what I thought. Wow. I so you are did. definitely a Rocky, uh, a Rocky aficionado. Yeah, a Rocky connoisseur. But yeah, so there's this guy in it now who's a fighter. I think he's an MMA fighter. I want to pull up his name again because. So it's like Fabrizio Leone or something. He his he's big nasty. Oh, I don't know. I'm big nasty is in this movie. What's so he's his big. Real he's name? nasty. Uh, Florian, somebody, and all the, the all your wrestling fans out there will probably know who he is. They're gonna be like, "This girl doesn't know well, crap." Or this about guy wrestling. doesn't know crap. <laughs> I don't think he's a wrestler. I think he's a UFC guy. He so probably. Thing, I yeah. think he is a UFC guy. I think you're right. Yeah, which I don't know. So he's maybe he's doing like kind of a Hulk Hogan Thunderlips thing. Remember that? <laughs> Where Hulk played the WrestleMania. No. You don't remember Rocky three when Rocky no. fought Hogan. Oh my gosh! I don't yeah, know. that was Hogan. Thunderlips. Really was his loud name. into your thing, but yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really excited. <laughs> There's been so many of them. So uh, are we thinking an Oscar nomination for Stallone here? Maybe he'll get I it this don't time. Know. They should have given it to him. Come on, man. They should have. And well, the thing is, is oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name, but the the actor who won actually when he got Probably up, like Ray Fiennes or something like that. It was oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Just drawing a blank. It's going to hit me when I leave. But he he basically <laughs> got on stage and kind of said he didn't want to win because. Because he didn't know what he was going to say if he got up there. And meanwhile, Stallone is like biting his lip, drawing blood. Right. Like, like, I he had wanted my speech it, written. He wanted it so bad. And he knew that was his big hurrah. Will he repeat? I don't it's know. It's hard to get back up there again. It's really yeah. hard for the same role. It's yeah. going to be really tough. And I think there was a lot of nostalgia and that people hadn't seen him play Rocky That's for true. so long. That I like the idea, too, that Rocky's not the uh, main character, that he's a trainer now. Yeah, he's a trainer. Know? 
and they have they have a good chemistry. I think they have really good chemistry on screen. So I'm just interested to see him writing to see what he does with it. I do like the idea of son versus son. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's super now what cool. they need for the next uh, Creed three is for uh, uh, Creed to fight the guy that gave Mickey a heart attack. Rocky's trainer got a heart attack. Oh, oh Mr. That's... T it has to be Mr. T's son. <laughs> yes, Mr. Oh, Mr. Listen. TJ. Listen, you just trademarked it right there. Right if anybody there. copies that if idea, it, yeah, right it's there. actually a really good idea. I, I heard it. if you if you write something and put it in a letter and mail it to yourself, that it counts. That counts as a copyright. Really? That's what I heard when I was a kid. Is least. that an old was that an know. urban myth? Old I Canadian's that. tale. Is it legal? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in this day and age, probably not, because you could probably fabricate an entire yeah, mailed true. letter. But back in the good old days, or no one would care. Would before be like, the interwebs, you could do that. Um... You know what? You got Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it, Ralph too. Are you excited about that? Do you want Not to talk really. About I'm it? almost thinking about skipping it. Unless you have any notes about it. Gal Gadot stars. I don't like her last name. Is it Gadot or Gadot? Gadot. It's Gadot. Gadot. I don't like that. It yeah. Does... So you know, it's it's a Disney animated movie. Right. Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. Sounded cool. Yeah. Wreck it, Ralph games. was the first one. Ralph breaks the internet is the sequel. The first one did really really well. And, and they have all the video game characters in it. Yeah. And stuff. So he's right. like an old school video game character, and then this time he like dives in the world of the internet. So they're gonna have all kinds of. You know how Disney pulls out the stops for like if so you're cool. taking your kids, but even there's adults in right. there. They're gonna have a lot of that. You, so, oh, there's yeah. lots of little private well, jokes for you. We can skip over that one. Okay. Well, uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, good luck in your you voice love Wonder work. Wonder Woman. Go listen to her voice in this. Exactly. Movie. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. Robin Hood. Uh, uh, November 21st and it's Elton John playing Robin Hood Taron Egerton that's the same guy that you just <laughs> yeah said. I was like wait what Elton no, John that would be awesome movie? if Elton John was Robin Hood but the guy who's playing Elton John you just Taron said he's, he's playing Robin Hood too so I went on a set visit for this movie while okay. they were filming it in Paris a couple of years ago it was probably like a year and a half ago now that's why I'm so fascinated by this movie because the director who's not a big director he's not that well known Otto I forget his last name Bathurst he basically pulled me aside and said, this movie is going to be the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Like no one's going to, and you don't wow. even know, you don't even know. We're really? going to get so edgy and cool. So basically, yes. So Taron Edgerton plays Robin Hood. Jamie Foxx is like the, the friend character. Like uh, Little John? Little John. And then Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades is the villain. Maybe uh, the, the sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a Robin Hood guy. I'm just so bad with names, as you can already. Well, I'm tell. bad I'm with movies, so we make a good team with two names. <laughs> but yeah, and then because we've talked about Bono before and how much I love Bono, his daughter is in the oh. film. She's Eve Hewson. Eve Hewson. Yeah, she's the love interest. Wow, has she acted before? She's done a couple of things, a couple of small movies. I think she was on a TV show. Um, but yeah, I put in the notes: no tights this time. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> they're they're actually not putting Robin oh. Hood in, in tights. Well, that goes against the whole concept. It of goes Robin. against everything that I believe in. And I went on set and I'm like, where's the tights? <laughs> I wanted to see men in tights. They came all the way to Paris to um, see men in tights. So if uh, Taron Ed Edgerton, uh, how does he match up to Kevin Costner's Robin Hood? It's going to be very different. And then Sean Connery's Robin Hood. Right. Well, those are two big names and big, yeah. you know, those are big shoes to fill. And Taron just has a different vibe. He's just, you know, if you know the Kingsman movies, he's just like a cool, very modern dude, but very normal. Like very, he doesn't have that larger than life kind of like movie star thing. He just almost, is, he almost comes across like he can't even believe how, that he is where he is. This. But um, the thing that I like about it, and I've I've interviewed them twice now. I've interviewed them again in Vegas for this movie a couple months ago. Taron Edgerton and Jamie Foxx have such a bromance going. They they truly like each other, and I I don't know this one. I'm very curious about. It comes out during Thanksgiving. 
Haven't seen a lot about it since, so it makes me worried that there hasn't been a ton of buzz. Again, by the time by the time this airs, I think it'll be out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think so. We we talked about yeah, uh, but I think uh, I'm excited. I've always been a Robin Hood fan. Yeah. Uh, one of my oldest memories was I watched the Sean Connery. I believe it's called Robin and Marion. It's like they were older, made Marion and Robin Hood. Yeah. Sean Connery plays Robin Hood. I remember watching it at my grandma's house on TV when she had like three channels. You change like. And one of the things was uh, Robin Hood wakes up and he takes a twig and he brushes his teeth with the twig. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, I still remember that. Like if you ever get lost in the woods without a toothbrush, just brush your teeth with a twig and that should help, <laughs> I think. Oh my God. So there you go. So hopefully Taron Edgerton will use a twig to brush his teeth. Yeah, that'd be If cool. not, uh, then I have a problem with that. I'm excited to see Eve Hewson. I wonder if Bono has any uh, uh, influence when his daughter's auditioning. Well, I asked, I'm like, has Bono been to set? When's Bono going to set yeah. to visit his daughter? Um, I think he stays out of it. Hey, director, you got to put my daughter in there. That was the worst. Uh, that was more of a John Lennon invitation. It was good. Uh, thank you. Uh, second act. Uh, J-Lo returns to the worlds of rom-coms. Yes. Plays another Jenny from the block type character, faking her way to a big Manhattan job. Now, do you care? No, I don't. You don't I'll tell you the reason why. That sounds like every Kate Hudson movie from the 2000s. 10 yeah. ways to get a guy not to well, like no, you. No, it's kind of made in Manhattan because remember made in Manhattan. Manhattan that she did, she was a maid and then um, the Ray Fiennes character doesn't, you know, she fakes that she is one of the, you know, staying yeah, in the yeah, hotel. Yeah. So, ba but she sort of, it's her friend that pushes her into it. So this is the same thing where she basically, I think she works at a convenience, like a supermarket or something. And then she gets fired or something like that. And then her friend fakes her resume and like photoshops her picture next to like Barack Obama and gets her this big Manhattan job. So it's basically the same story. She's doing the same story. And, and where does she work in this movie? She works at like Safeway or like something. Okay, so like, well, like here's, here's my problem with this. How would a girl like JLo end up working at Safeway? Right. Like, when they happen. dress and and when they dress her down, she still looks super. Yeah, it's like you know, she would not be at. She'd be working yeah. like the at least the perfume department or like the 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 like the expensive clothes department, at like you know <laughs> Sears. Right. That's <laughs> Sears or Dillard's. Yeah. No, she's Jenny from the Block in this movie again. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like Jenny from the Block. <laughs> I'm totally Second fine with that. Act. Skip if it. it. If it was Kate Hudson or Bridget Fonda. I love Bridget Fonda. Whatever happened to her? Where did you pull that name? Like, out I just of? always th thought I was wondering where she was. Yeah, she was. She'd be great in the second act. And let me ask you this: Yeah, if this movie's a big hit, yeah. what are they going to call the sequel? <laughs> what are you going to do? Second act, second, <laughs> second act two. Yeah, it's our. It's got a ring to it. I already love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm listen. I like J Lo. I'm not like one of those girls that like is going to race out and watch this this movie. But you know, it's gonna it's just kind of interesting that she's going back to that world because it's right. been a couple of years and she just finished her Vegas residency and she's all done with that. She goes so back and forth. She goes back and Good forth. Good for her. Talk about a second act in life. I mean, yeah. that girl's that that she's like a cat. Yeah. Her career has had nine wow. lives. Don't you think? Yeah, she was an anaconda. I it remember just, that. I saw that. It just keeps going and going <laughs> did, and yeah. going. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. 
Poppins Returns. <laughs> you care about this one? I feel like if, you're going to skip over my I would love today. Mary Poppins Returns if she fought a giant anaconda. Well, it's your girl awesome. Emily Blunt from A Quiet Place is playing Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Okay, and here's the here's the one, though. Lynn manuel Miranda. Yes. Did he write Did he write this? Is it a new of, version? Of? Of Mary Poppins? New songs? He wrote some of the music, for sure. Oh. Yeah. So is there going to be a new version of Jim Chimney or something like that? Or? Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim I think Jim, that's going to stay Drew. true to the original form. So, but... <laughs> is it going to be like, uh, like uh, what's his big famous play right now? Um, Hamilton. Hamilton. Is it going to be like Hamilton where it's Mary Poppins, but to like a hip hop beat and she's like a <laughs> kind of a rapper or something like that? Actually, that sounds like a great concept. I'm wondering. That yeah, no. could be good. Is he is he an actor in this? Oh, yeah. And oh, I've I seen, I've, I haven't seen the completed movie, but I've seen, you know, they take us to CinemaCon and they show us a lot of the footage. So right. I've seen a lot of the footage. It's going to be, because it comes out December 19th, it's a family movie. Sure. Yeah. It's Those not cool. going to be a hip hop version of Mary Poppins. Which is something that, once again, we should copyright that, send it to ourselves, because that could be a good idea. <laughs> We've already come up with two, or you have. I well, let me ask you anything. this. Um, what is this? Mary Poppins, basically, because I've never seen it. I never saw the original. The original? Yeah. She's like a maid or she's like a, a, a nanny. All you need to know is she has an umbrella. This is like the fame. Do you remember the famous thing of Mary Poppins? Yeah. Like she flies down. She on flies umbrella. with the umbrella. But yeah, I mean, it's that's you that's have cool, it. Yeah. yeah. Dick Van Dyke is in. The You're original. right. Yeah. You're right. And now it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow. Okay. He's, got to, <laughs> he's got big shoes to fill there. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I think would be pretty cool. Aquaman. Aww. Ah, now we're getting to the good part of the there list. There you go. And you wrote here, so much yes. So Jason much yes. Momoa, check. Check. Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman, check. All takes place underwater. First superhero film. The whole thing takes place underwater? Pretty much, yeah. So it's like a live action SpongeBob. <laughs> I so. think you could single-handedly today remake the whole film business <laughs> and actually probably do really well at it. You're like, man, this guy's an idiot. Um, here's my thing, though. I want to tell you this. Okay. When I was a kid... My favorite superhero was Aquaman. Really? I just loved Aquaman. Why? I just, maybe because he wore an orange shirt, he had blonde hair, he was sw swam a lot, I liked to swim. Yeah. Uh, but when I get older and would tell people, like, who's your favorite? I would say Aquaman, that people would laugh at you. Like, right. ah, ah, ah. Right. No way, no way. And, and like, now it's cool again. Well, yeah. But they're like, what's his superpower? I'm like, well, he can talk to underwater animals. Like, when is that going to come in handy? Okay. All right. right. Let's see who's your favorite Batman. Let's see your beloved Batman. Gets dropped in the middle of the ocean. He can't fly. <laughs> He's a human. Right. He's he going to wish. Of, he has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But he he's got a utility belt. What's he going to have a little propeller to get him back? I'm talking 100 miles out. He's going to be begging for Aquaman to come and call him a whale to ride back to shore on. So you like the underdog? Well, yeah. The underwater dog. <laughs> the underwater dog. But, I, but like, yeah. So now Jason Momoa. Did you see Justice League? Did you see him in I that? I did see it. I saw yeah. I saw that I saw I saw him. I love Jason Momoa, a big fan. Yeah, and I love the fact that this whole thing was predicted on Entourage, like ten years ago. Were you an Entourage person? I watched it. I didn't watch it as much as most guys. I auditioned for it a lot. Wow. Yeah. They're always looking I for used, girls. Yeah. yeah, they were always looking for girls and I never got the role because it was always like, will you take your top off? And I was like, no. <laughs> so I never got booked. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you answer the door in a, in a towel on Dexter? I was wearing a t-shirt. Okay. Well, I didn't, I, yeah. I'm not I didn't actually yeah. take my shirt off. Okay. But yeah, it was always, every time I got sent an entourage <laughs> audition, it said, must be willing to do nudity. And I'd say, I'm not willing to do nudity. And then your agent, typically, this is what they always do. They always basically say, just go in and read for it. And maybe we'll work around it. Get the part first. Get the part first. Worry about the topless part and later. And of course, it was always the case. They would call, we're interested. Will she do topless? No. Click. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I think, uh, and what well, the point for for Entourage was that Vinny Chase, who was the star of the show, yeah, uh, his big breakout role was James Cameron's Aquaman, right. So that might even put that in play to do an Aquaman movie. So this whole thing is underwater. Basically, yeah. So it's James Wan is directing it. Oh, wow. And he, um, I've again, I've seen most of the film. I haven't seen, there was some CGI stuff in that that they still had to work out. So I saw some rough stuff. But, um, you know, it's like DC has been taking a lot of heat They've for their movies. They've their asses kicked, right? But yeah. they did well with Wonder Woman. They did great with Wonder Woman. That's been sort of like their shining you right, know, that's show the, Yeah, that's their, their crown jewel And right now. what they did with this, which I think is really cool... They had to do something different. I, the fact that it all takes place underwater. They got Nicole Kidman to play his mom, which is great. That's cool. And he just, here's what I like about him. And ha- given that I haven't seen the finished product, I really hope Jason Momoa has such a sense of humor about himself. Like he's such a hulk of a, you know, good looking dude and the long hair and the whole thing. But he doesn't take himself seriously. He's a true hippie. He's just, That's cool. Yeah. he just doesn't buy into the whole Hollywood crap he does whatever he wants and I, I mean perfect casting but i i i like the fact i lost my train of thought but I, I was gonna say like first of all i think the casting was perfect but i oh i was gonna say i hope they put a lot of humor into it the stuff that i saw was very typical dc like very serious mm. not the marvel type of humor but that's what works Th- to me, it works. Yeah. I like DC for that. I don't think it all has to be funny and no, light. No, no, but I'm saying I, I, it works when you have some some humor in it. It has to. And I saw a little bit of it, but it was hard to tell the finished product if how much of his own humor they're going to throw into it. Right. It looked like some of it, but I'm hoping when I see the final that it'll be there'll be more of it. No, like I said, I don't like superhero movies, but I will go see You'll this You'll go one. see I that one. See it. Yeah. yeah, I'm super pumped for that one. A little bit disappointed that he's not wearing an orange shirt. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I think it's pretty no, they cool. Got and pretty, did you see the they po- got a pretty short list in this movie. <laughs> did you see the poster? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That yeah. looks great. Yeah. I didn't like the tagline, though. It says, a tide is coming. Yeah. yeah. It could have been better than that. Yeah. Like, it should say, Aquaman, what are you going to do? Well, when I hear- What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today, by the way. <laughs> Just the bad puns are coming through all over the place. Uh, this is the next spinoff of Transformers, Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, and you said you love Transformers, but have <laughs> zero gonna, interest. Are in you going to read what I said? Well, those are good comments. I like them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is I get trash for loving Transformers because the last few weren't great. Haven't given good. Yeah. But I love. I know they're not going to be good, and they know they're not good. And I go to the theater. That empowers the Caribbean. Right. I can't get enough of it. I go. I check me my critics hat at the door. My ego at the door. Yeah. And they're a blast. Like but that's what's good. You should do that. Yeah. And some of them are so bad they're good. And that's kind of what Transformers became for me. That said, your boy John Cena is in this one. Yeah. He's been doing really well lately. He was in um, what was Boyf- that? Or uh, what was it called? Uh, prom night or whatever. Yeah, it was about prom night. Yeah. Blockers. Blockers. And okay. he was great in it. Yeah. He really was. I was really shocked and charmed by his performance. And it's Haley Steinfeld. And it's, I don't know, there's just something about this particular spinoff. You know, I haven't seen the movie. A lot of people who have seen, nobody that I know has seen it, but the stuff they're showing, people are like, oh, I think it's great. And I don't know. I'm just not connecting to it. It doesn't mean it's not going to be good. I'm just not connecting to it. When I see Bumblebee with Haley Seinfeld, it reminds me of Bumblebees with Jerry Stein and Seinfeld. (laughs) So that's what I'm thinking. Uh, a little different. Yeah. Just C- a little different. Scene is doing great. Uh, this is a big budget movie. Big budget movie. To put on his shoulders. If yeah. it does really well. 
Yeah. He's been ensemble cast before. He was in uh, yeah. uh, Amy Schumer's Drunk Girl movie, or it was called. Yeah. And he was in the one you just said, yeah, Blockers. Blockers. And but he had a bigger is, role in that one. This so. is kind of just him on his own. Yeah. And a Other different type. Because Transformers franchise, yeah. Right. And he's played typically like the funny kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the funny movies. So this is a total. Which is a good vibe. way to kind of establish that you have a personality. I mean, that yeah. worked for Rock. It worked for Batista. Yeah. Any of those big guys. You yeah. have to show that you're funny too. Yeah. God, like, thank God for The Rock, because in the last year, I've got to travel around the world, because he, he always has these junkets, like, in Hong Kong or whatever. And he has, like, a movie every month. And he has a movie every month. <laughs> so, basically, I've been, I, I got, like, American um, Airlines Platinum because of because The Rock. Because of him. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that one, I, I, I watched the first Transformers. I was never a Transformers fan yeah. as a kid. Uh, I'll probably check it out maybe on a plane to support John Cena, but I don't know if I'll make it to the theaters for that one. Yeah. Holmes and Watson. This looks pretty funny. The return of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. Talladega yeah. Nights returning. Yeah. And read what I wrote beneath. Your male audience would appreciate this. I could care less. Hello, LOL. Comedy equals obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you care less about this? I, you know, I love Will Ferrell. I love John C. Riley. I know people love them together. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this movie. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about it. I haven't been privy to screenings. So I think maybe it could be one of those ones that surprises me and I end up loving and thinking right. it's really fun. I just the concept of it. I'm like, obviously Sherlock Holmes uh, yeah. movie and Holmes, Holmes and, and Watson. Watson and they're going to be just buffoons they have bumbling buffoons bumbling buffoons yeah. figuring out crimes stumbling on the solution or it's kind of like will ferrell's mo in movies like he's a bumbling buffoon who goes to a, who becomes a frat party guy right he's a bumbling buffoon who plays basketball right. he's a bumbling buffoon who goes ice skating like whatever it is right he's the bumbling buffoon and this comes out december 21st and but i feel like by the time we come to four days before christmas i'm gonna want some will ferrell in my life like right. you know you think elf you think christmas you yeah, think, yeah yeah that's true I yeah will ferrell. I he's a bumbling see. buffoon who plays a christmas yeah elf. yeah so box um, office chiching <laughs> and i just saw there's another w wrestler called braun Strowman, who's a giant he's in this movie because i just saw a oh, picture really? of him posting it so all WWE fans watch for the braun Strowman. cool uh, maybe as a big guy who beats up holmes and watson maybe yeah um, I'm yeah, I would put a thumbs up for that. Here's okay, Vice, Dick Cheney movie, and I'm assuming that means Dick is not the star of it. Dick is not starring in it. Christian Bale oh. is playing Dick Cheney. Oh, so um, yeah, they've they just they've been wow. very so. You know, this is coming out that you know our podcast is going to come out in November, but you know we've I've been screening all I've been doing, even though I'm making this list of holiday movies, all I've been doing is screening in the last few weeks these Oscar bait type movies, a lot of indie movies and Vice was kept very under wraps. Like they showed Star is Born and First Man and all these movies at the Venice Film Festival, the Toronto Film Festival. And so it's the same thing like when La La Land did the same thing a couple right. of years ago that I felt that by the time a, like the Oscars came around, people were tired of it. Mm, and I what gotcha. they've done with Vice, it's Adam McKay directing and so Christian Bale is playing Dick Cheney and then Sam Rockwell, who just won the Oscar last year for three billboards. Great for Best movie. Oh, I love that movie, by the way. That was great, a great movie. movie. Great movie. Is playing Bush. Wow. And the prosthetics. So people are already saying like lock up, lock them up for Oscars again, because 
they're using a lot of prosthetics, but Christian Bale gained, I think, 30 or 40 or what, 50 pounds for this role. He's like a modern day De Niro. He really he's he a, he's, lost 50 pounds I for know. the machinist or whatever. I know. Too, right? I just saw an article and I don't know, Hollywood Reporter, one of these where they're like actually concerned for his health because they're like, I wonder if this is actually really and bad. And that's what for they said body. about was it the machinist or he, where he lost? Yeah, like, lost they said the same weight. thing. They're concerned about his yeah. health. But, you know, if you ask actors like why they do this and why they and they just think it's part of the job. Like I get they it. don't even. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I totally yeah. get it. I w- if I was, you know, that deep into acting, I would do the same. Yeah. Like if it calls for you to be bald, then you're bald or oh, whatever. Oh gosh, I'd draw the line there. <laughs> you know what was great? The um, there was a, a boxing movie that Christian Bale played the older brother. Oh my gosh, the fighter. The fighter. Did you notice that he had like the bald spot in the back of his head? Yeah. Which he doesn't have. He totally shaved that in there. That and that was. I just um, thought that was great. That was one of the best fighting movies I've ever seen. That was a great movie. Christian Bale, pretty good actor. Oh, he's a great actor. So yeah, so he's playing Dick Cheney. And, you know, of course, this is going to divide people because it's going to be political and whatnot. And it's really the story behind Dick Cheney and how he kind of really ran the country during that whole. So he was the vice president. He was a vice president. Of George Bush W. Right. Yeah. So, and and if you look at the trailer, and I'll show you pictures when we were finished, like Christian Bale's unrecognizable. Wow. Unrecognizable. And so they've you know postponed showing it to people. So this could be the wild card to sort of sweep award season. Because this is the yeah. type of movie that the Academy likes, like For a very sure. serious kind of historical type. You know, Anthony Hopkins playing Churchill type of a thing, Love right? It. Yeah. It, Star is Born is going to be hard to beat this year. So let's talk about that because you have that at the end. It will have been out for a while, but award prospects. So to you, yeah. is that the best movie you've seen this year so I, far? It is the best movie I've seen in many years. Wow. And why is that? I mean, I really liked Lion a couple of years ago. That one really touched, touched me. Yeah. Did, I don't know if you ever saw Lion, but that was a great movie. But um, this movie, Star is Born, there are certain movies that almost ruin other movies for me. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper directed this. It was his first time directing. I cannot believe he was a first time director. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable to me. And here's the thing. I like love stories, but it's what's so hard to get on screen is real love and real chemistry. And certain people have chemistry, but you don't necessarily believe they're in love. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Their relationship on screen, you can't tell me that these characters didn't really, I'm not talking about their personal lives because they all have their own lives. But I think when there's, when the acting goes that deep, you, your character has to fall in love with that character. And I think they really did on screen. You see moments where the way they touch each other, the intimacy, you're like, they're not acting. Like, this is... Isn't it amazing? Because I remember the, the... It wasn't the original Stars Born, but the one that was really popular in the 70s, which is Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Yes. They said the same thing about those two. Yeah. Like, I these just two watched are, that one. And... Does it hold up? It's a great... I actually like this one even better, but it's really hard to compare. Different times. Different times. Different styles of filmmaking. But that one was really know. hot too, though, right? Oh, and even now, watching it now, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, Barbara Streisand like was when just she was an a, icon. In she this was movie. a sex symbol. When you see her, you don't think sex symbol. But, but same with Lady Gaga. Not yeah. like classically attractive. They're, they're they're attractive people, but not like Lady Gaga has a weird kind of vibe. Facially, when they, but they use that in the film. But it's part of the movie. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. like, I'm, don't get me wrong. They're both very, very sexy women, but yeah. not in the normal way. The sex appeal yeah. comes from within. Well, it's amazing to me because when I saw Gaga in this movie, I've never because she's always behind so much paint and costume, and yeah, whatever. I've never really, I've seen pictures of her where she goes makeupless and shows her body. I'm like, she's a beautiful woman. But in this movie, she's so stunning. She's just stunning, and he, he made sure she had no makeup on. She has this brown hair. 
but it's her body and the way she's in it and her persona. And he, everybody's talking about how she might win for best actress. He might win for best director. It might win for best picture. I think he deserves, and I haven't seen the Cheney movie and I haven't seen some other movies. He, to me, best actor hands down. Like, wow. He goes, he transforms. Do you remember when um, Joaquin Phoenix did um, Johnny Cash? Yeah. It's like that. He's not he, necessarily playing a real person, but it's where he changes his voice he's and become his this body character. language. He plays this rock star and it's, it's, I mean, moving the, on a level that it makes you want, it also changes your life. Like it could change, this movie, it talks about how so many artists become sellouts, how they kind of like, they get fame and then they have a manager or everybody telling them, you should do this, you should have this persona, you should live this kind of life. And even if you're not in the business, it's just about owning yourself and just not listening to everybody's crap. It, it really moved me on a level that it made, made me want to be a better person. Because <laughs> <laughs> really the concept did. of the movie is that like Bradley Cooper, big rock star, yeah. finds her. Meets this girl. He, he sees her singing. In a cocktail bar or in whatever. In basically a drag bar, yeah. which I like. They modernized it and, you know, and it, it was, in this version, it was a drag bar that she was singing in. And, um, she gets up and he sees her with all this like makeup on and she's and he doesn't even know what she looks like but he hears her sing and he just stumbles upon this bar because he's a raging alcoholic and just right. desperate to find alcohol anywhere and sees her and just falls for her flat out falls for her and she's reluctant to get together with him because she's like he's an alcoholic i don't want to deal with that i know he's a rock star but they end up together and then he brings her on stage and magic happens and then all of a sudden she gets signed and her career takes off and his is his kind goes of down yeah. yeah so it's a classic story it's tragic it's depressing and sad but lovely and it, it, it's the lyrics for don't you want me baby by the human league i was working as a waitress, waitress in a, a cocktail, cocktail bar <laughs> when i met you yeah yeah <laughs> so that's one to, to check out and see yeah um First Man, I think it will. Yeah, it'll have been out for a little while, right? Yeah, we're going to just go. So it was First Man. Uh, what's that one about? First Man is the Neil Armstrong story. It's Ryan Gosling oh. and Damien Chazelle who directed La La Land. It's his first movie directing after doing. So they're talking about Neil Armstrong going to the moon? Yeah, it's it's the years of NASA, NASA leading up to and up to when he lands on the moon. And I just saw it last night. And I, I spent the whole night Googling the real thing. What if you think that the moon landing never happened? Oh my gosh. I went through, I watched all the conspiracy theories. I watched all that stuff. Where they said it was Stanley Kubrick, the yeah. famous director. And I was, was just talking about the, today on Jonesy's Jukebox and KLOS. <laughs> we were both saying that, yeah, we're talking about the Van Allen belt and all this weird stuff. Yeah, but they were saying it was Stanley Kubrick uh, directed the moon landing. Directed the moon landing. And well, I will say the way that they shot, and this movie's received a ton of criticism. I don't know if you heard about it being anti-American because they don't show the planning of the flag in the movie. And so people were saying they were going to boycott the movie before they even saw why it. Why wouldn't they show that? Here's why. After having seen the movie, this is Neil Armstrong's, because you know, the story of the Apollo 11 and landing on the moon has been done a couple of, of course. times. Yeah. This was Neil Armstrong's story. And Neil Armstrong, whether you know it or not, lost his daughter to cancer, his young, young daughter, two years before he landed on the moon. Wow. And he was a broken man, broken. And it's really more his story. It's not really like a NASA story yeah, or, a moon or, a, story. or a moon story. It's his personal and very shows a lot of his marriage and his family and 
and his journey and how he got there and how he there was a lot of things that happened like he would ne- he was never meant to be the first person that walked on the moon it oh, just wow. worked out that way but he was he was such um and it really takes this kind of personality and i've seen it in athletes i've seen it in musicians i've seen it there's certain people that don't get rattled under pressure because they're just like a rock yeah they don't get phased they don't get nervous ryan seacrest as a host he's that person he's yeah. just a yeah, rock. yeah sure and Neil Armstrong wasn't necessarily the most likable guy because that's that was him, but that's what allowed him to be so cool under pressure because there was a mission that he went on, they show in the movie, before he even got to the moon that they should have all died. And because he was so cool under pressure, they mm-hmm. all survived and made it back. So, and that's why they chose him. But yeah, this it's, it's when they show the landing on the moon and his foot going down and the way they show him looking back at the earth. Oh my God. Oh, like, that's cool. Such a nerd for that stuff. I loved it. I they loved should have it. had Stanley Kubrick direct this one too. <laughs> Except uh, that. We're down uh, to the last few minutes here. So let's just do a, a little bit of a kind of a flash round. Yeah, okay? let's do it. Explain each one of these movies in oh one or two sentences. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, green Book. Okay. Um, Mahershala Ali. And now I'm drawing a flake on his name. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's driving Miss Daisy, but with a black man and a white man. <laughs> okay. Oh, a black guy and a white guy. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get it. Mary, Queen of Scots. Sir Sharonin and Margot Robbie. I oh, thought of nice. their names. Playing Mary, the Queen of Scotland and the Queen of England. It's their real life story. I cannot wait for this. Is movie. that the one who set off with their heads? Yes. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's the real life story of the two queens who became enemies and actually never even met each other. But in the movie, for dramatic purposes, they meet once. Ooh, that's yes. kind of cool. Yeah, looks really I, I'm good. looking forward to the queen cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Yes, this is the sequel to Fantastic Beasts. Uh-huh. Eddie Redmayne playing the lead character. Of course, he's one of my favorite actors. He's incredible. Is this it called is Fantastic Beasts again? Or Fantastic the crimes, Beasts uh, The crimes of... Oh. I want to say Griswold. Like Clark Griswold. <laughs> the crimes of Clark Griswold. <laughs> the crimes. Coming soon. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. It's Fantastic Beasts, the, the crimes of Clark Griswold. Here, there's another concept for a movie. Harry Crossover. Potter meets vacation. Meets, meets vacation. That'd be great. They go to, they go try and go yeah. to Harry Potter world and wackiness ensues. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's the sequel. And, you know, we had our whole anticipation, our poll at Fandango of most anticipated movies. And this was number one. Wow, that was the yeah. one people want to see. Yeah, I mean it's the Harry Potter. Yeah, fans. sure, it's that universe. Yeah. Roma. Yeah. Who are who are going to like think it's blasphemous that I called it <laughs> the crimes of or Gris- think that Griswold. it's awesome? <laughs> yeah, Roma. Roma. Okay, um, this is a black and white film. It has been an award season, like already one of those award season contenders. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the trailer. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, uh, <laughs> the girl in the spider's web. Is this one of those? Uh, the girl, the girl and the dragon tattoo. It's a spinoff. Gotcha. So Claire Foy, who plays the queen, queen in the crown, and in First Man, she plays Neil Armstrong's wife. Oh, she's got a lot so of stuff. So she's on. she's kind of an actress that's like you know on the rise, and she plays the lead character. And this is another one that's on my must see list. That so let me ask yeah, you this: super psyched about it. Let's say she does such a great job in First Man, and an even better job in the Girl in the Spider's Web. Could you get nominated twice? For one Academy Awards? I don't think The Girl in the Spider Webs is, is, is going to be one of those nominated movies. But could technically, could you? Oh, you technically could. And really? they're talking about how Nicole Kidman could technically get nominated twice this year for Destroyer and for Boy Erased. But not for Aquaman. Two. 
I don't think she's. She's been get pretty nominated. busy too. I think Jason Momoa is going to win Best Actor. <laughs> <laughs> should. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, sounds. There used to be a card game called Beale Street that we used to play in the locker room. Is it about really? cards? Yeah. It's this game about cards? No, it's oh, okay. not. It's um another <laughs> another award season darling. It's gonna be um it's the director that did Moonlight. So okay. that won the Academy Award. Gotcha. The whole thing that happened with La La Land and uh-huh, it was the wrong uh-huh, envelope uh-huh, yeah, and the yeah, whole yeah. thing. So Oh right. Yeah, yeah. So same director and people are saying this could be one of the, you know, major contenders. Um but yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. These are all indies. This is just on my list of. of How about of when uh, Jack Palance said the wrong name for uh, my cousin Vinny? Did you ever hear that one? Oh, that she didn't really win. Yeah. That Marissa Tomei didn't really win. Yeah, because he, he said her name and they just went on with it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But then they've sort of debunked that. That's kind of like the moon landing. Oh, is it? Is that a conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah. Um, what is boy? Oh, uh, boy erased. What is boy erased about? <laughs> so boy erased. It's a story about. Um, it's Lucas Hedges. Did you ever see? Um, oh my God! Why am I so bad with names? There's something mentally wrong with him. Manchester by the Sea. I, that's not a movie I would ever even think about seeing. It just sounds <laughs> it was, like an English, like boring was, movie. No, but it wasn't. It was Manchester, like as in, in like here. United oh, States. Manchester, New Hampshire. Boston, New, yeah, New okay. Hampshire. <laughs> oh um, is Lucas Hedges related to Robert Hedges, aka Epstein, from Welcome Back, Cotter? I don't think so. He's, okay, he's, Just had to check I don't on that. think he's related. But yeah, so he plays a gay kid whose father is played by an I <laughs> Nicole Kidman. You have written here. She playing the father. That would be great if Nicole Kidman played the father. Crow, oh, okay, gotcha. Russell Crowe's the dad, and he plays either a priest or a minister. Who's no, couldn't be a priest because he's married minister who um finds out his son is gay and basically like tears the family apart oh one of those not supposed to do that when you are in a and so they send him to gay conversion therapy oh my god like back in the day you know when they used to send people to like what camp year is this? to cure their like shock therapy or something yeah. give them a lobotomy <laughs> yeah kind of yeah so it sounds like an interesting uh, uh group of movies here um yeah these are all the uh, sort of like some of them sorry i don't know a ton about just because when we're shooting no, this the and main i haven't one. so so let me ask you this what are your top three that you want to see out of these movies that you wrote down here of the ones that i haven't seen um i would say mary queen of scots i'm gonna sound chickish when i say this but mary queen of scots um girl in the spider's web yeah and i really want to see the yet to be released movie fantastic beast the crimes of griswold (laughs) 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 not the real version the version that we're gonna make make. uh (laughs) i'm going with bohemian rhapsody very interested in that uh aquaman Oh, you're going with all the way back to that list. Oh, I thought we were oh, choosing uh, uh, from the uh, wild card list. Oh, uh, the wild card list. Uh, oh, Mary Queen of Scots. I like that. Yeah, but I think Bohemian Rhapsody is the one that I want to see for sure. And I also want to see A Star is Born. I did not see that one yet. See, then I did not do my job because you should want to see every freaking movie after this. <laughs> and so should you listening at home right now. Um, dude, what a great Christmas movie preview. This gives was you some it? real options. I feel like it was so random. <laughs> you said the same thing last time and everyone loved it. I know, but I feel like I'm really off my game today. Crimes, I've just Googled it. Crimes of Grindelwald. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nikki Novak doesn't even remember her own name sometimes. I think Wait, the who are of, you? Chris who? The Crimes of Chris Griswold, actually. The Crimes of Griswold so much better. And this gives that Chevy Chase must, much needed uh, career resurgence. <laughs> Nikki, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having Go me. Go to Fandango and buy tickets for all these movies because Nikki gets a royalty off all of them. I, I think. wish. Okay. <laughs>
All right, thanks to Nikki Novak. She's awesome and is telling us there's lots of great movies to check out over the holidays. Uh, Nikki uh, works at Fandango. Go to Fandango. You can get all your movie tickets there. Uh, thanks to her for doing the research, as always, <laughs> which I never do. And you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. She's at Nikki Novak, uh, N-I-K-K-I. Last name is N-O-V-A-K, at Nikki Novak. Go check it out and buy all your movie tickets on Fandango. Get the app for your phone. Uh, thanks again to Nikki, and thanks to all of you who have come to rock with us uh, over the last 19 months on the Judas Rising Tour. And thanks to all of you in Canada that have been with us at the Moncton, Halifax, Quebec City, Montreal, uh, London, Ottawa, Arnprior, to Toronto. Uh, we're winding up. That's the thing. Only five more shows left on the entire Judas Rising Tour. Thunder Bay tonight at Crocs. Uh, Saturday, Winnipeg at the Burton Cummings Theater. That's going to be a great show. Uh, December 2nd in Regina at the Exchange. That's sold out. Sorry if you guys didn't get tickets for that. Uh, December 3rd, Edmonton at the Starlight Room. And the final show of the Judas Rising Tour in Calgary, my old home, still a second home for me, at the Gateway on December 4th. Go get your tickets now for Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, there's still some VIPs available for Regina and VIPs available for all those shows. You can get all ticket information, VIP information at fozzyrock.com. Uh, VIPs, you get a, a mini concert with us. You get to hang out, dance with Rich Ward, sing on stage uh, if you want to, uh, take pictures, hang out with us. Lots of great stuff. Go to FozzyRock.com. Come join us for the last five shows of the Judas Rising Tour, the biggest tour of Fozzie's career. And we got nowhere to go uh, but up from here. The only other gig we have booked so far is that little stadium show in Los Angeles at the Bank of California Stadium uh, supporting Iron Maiden. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's in September 14th, 2019. But come to Winnipeg, Regina, Edmonton, Calgary, Thunder Bay, FozzyRock.com for all inf uh, information. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much. I want you guys to have a great weekend. Be safe. Be cool. Coming up on Wednesday, Tony Skivon, Tony Schiavone, my old nemesis, a great commentator, has amazing stories about WCW uh, back in the 90s, the Monday Night Wars, uh, why he uh, was in the WWE just for a short period of time. Tony Schiavone, he's here on Wednesday. Be ready for that. It's going to be awesome. Like I said, in the meantime, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs. Be cool and a big, yeah, boy! Go Aquaman! <laughs>